What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Do we need to go on a retreat? <laughs> Couples retreat. Do we need to go on podcast encounter? Podcast. We need to go on uh, a podcast uh, sweat lodge uh, executive retreat. <laughs> you, me, a sauna, and one towel. That's right, baby. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 63. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. at Propostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. Why did you clap? Now it's in the middle of the thing. Oh. <laughs> Are you situated? Are you done? Are you? Yes. Okay. Are you figured out? Yes. All right, folks, we're going through yeah. kind of a crisis here. Patrick has been mad at me for about 20 minutes, and I cannot figure out why. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. First of all, first of all, I'm not mad. And second of all, it's been 10 minutes. So, Patrick, do you remember why you were mad at me? <laughs> um, No. So we were doing a bonus podcast. Yes, that's right, folks. We're actually bringing back the bonus podcast. After three months that's of true. being terrible, terrible Patreon people, we were doing the bonus podcast, and I told Patrick we should wrap it up. And he said, well, good dude, if you don't want to do the podcast, you might as well quit. And I said, uh, okay. And then we fought, and then um, <laughs> and we sat back down. And how here we are. We're doing the no, actual, what happened, actual episode. What happened was... Like six minutes into the podcast, I didn't realize it was only six minutes into the podcast. I said, hey, well, well, you want to wrap this up? And he was like, nope, we only got six minutes left. Keep going. I'm like, all right, cool. Keep going. And then all of a sudden, when I was going, Ethan uh-huh. was like, all right, Patrick, stop, you idiot. And I was like, man, now I'm sad. I'm just an innocent little Patrick trying to make his way in the world. And all of a sudden, big bad wolf Ethan comes out of the woods trying to steal my basket of goodies for grandma. That's all. That's all I'm mad about. <laughs> Also, I'm not actually mad. This, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm being unfairly maligned by you right now. I feel like my I feel like I'm a <laughs> victim of slander and uh, larceny. Although those two aren't related, somebody stole my bed while it was gone <laughs> for Thanksgiving. If you know where it is, let me know. <laughs> it might have been Halsey. You should check in the backseat of her rover. I oh, that was good. That was a good reference to the Chainsmokers Thank song. Rover? Is that what it's called? No, I think it's yes, that's what it Rover by the Chainsmokers. Rover that's by the right. Chainsmokers sponsored by Jeep. If it's not Jeep, <laughs> you're not a creep. Range Rover is not owned by Jeep. Oh, I thought they were one and the same. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is the crunch and Googling it. No, please don't Google. Patrick, what have you been up to? Uh you had a pretty fun event that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I uh I went on a Oh, I'm still Googling it. This is radio, nope. It's not. It's not on radio poison. I, what you're doing was, right now? This is no. It's not. It's good. I I hung out with Luke last weekend. That was super fun. I went out to Cincinnati and gave a talk on Mary to the Newman Club at uh, Northern Kentucky University. Super fun. Super cool people. Shout out. Shout out people. 
Shout out Newman Club at North Kentucky University. And uh, but the the entire weekend, I went over on Saturday and the talks on Sunday, and I hung out with Luke and Hannah, whose last name is not Jackson. Uh, yeah, did you not know way. that? I didn't know that. Everybody knew that, but you, dog. No, okay, all right. I I knew it, but like I wasn't sure. I knew she had like a fake name and uh-huh. a real name, and mm-hmm. I didn't know which one it was. And so at dinner, like the second thing that I said to her was like, "All right." first thing hi how are you second of all what is your last name like can you please tell me and uh, i've only talked to her like one time and that was at seek in january so how was the rest Hold of the, the thing how was the rest of the trip That's, was it good was that it did luke Carrie, did you talk to luke um, did you talk to luke about me did you say anything to, yeah, to I, did you say hi what do you think of Ethan? I slept on, do you think he's the better half of the crunch if so <laughs> give me all your reasons why so i can write them down and give them to him thank you whenever luke and I or Anna and I talk. We always talk about our our spinoff podcast, The Other Halves, um, and it's a great it's a great time. No, but okay. So I showed up to Luke's apartment, and like the power was off. Every every light in the street was off, and his entire apartment was was dark. And so my first impression of his home was just darkness. I couldn't really see much. Uh, met his wife. She was cool. That's why he's always um, so sad on the podcast because he perpetually lives in darkness. And also, <laughs> and also, the U.S. men's soccer team lost. Those two reasons make Luke a very Ooh, sad man. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I slept on his couch. It was super comfortable. Oh yeah, but when I when I on my way to Cincinnati, I just listened to Catching Foxes episodes because I was about thirteen behind. I told him that, and he was like, "Oh, I thought about doing that to the, for the crunch too." And I was like, "Did you?" And he was like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, thanks, buddy. Cool. That was perfect. Nice, nice. Thanks." Appreciate and then it. I told. And then I told Aaron that she should listen to The Crunch because Shannon Gormley listens to The Crunch and it would make Luke mad if she listened to The Crunch and not Catching Foxes. That's a good point. I appreciate that. Podcast. Podcast. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty neat. What did you do this weekend? Uh, nothing. It's, pre- it's pretty neat. I literally did nothing. I went home. I hung out with family. I slept. I hung out with my brothers. You're back at school, I see. I'm back at school. I'm back in my abode. That's really it. I don't have anything interesting to talk about as far as that goes. Uh, I need to go get gotcha. some. I need to get so get some Kool Aid jammers for later. Um, my friend <laughs> Why specifically Kool Aid jammers. Well, well, my friend Joe texted me. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna have drinks later," and I said, "Oh yeah, I'll come." Uh, not really old enough to drink. Uh, I mean, still twenty one. Are though still twenty one? Haven't hit that golden age uh, yet uh, for drinking, which is in the U.S. Uh, and parts of Canada twenty four. So I said, I'm a little bit too young. I'm going to go get some Kool-Aid jammers. Um, so later, I'm going to go stop. Hey, 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 does anyone want to go get some jammers later? Anyone want to go on a jammer run? I need some jams. Do you want to go get, hey, oh, I think my roommate and I are going to go get some jams later. So we're going to be good. What bit are you doing? <laughs> you just need some, just need some jams. What do you want to Last talk about? Last week it was clams. This week it's jams. I don't. I don't. Are you doing rhyme things? May or may not be a a, a cinematic universe that I'm establishing via the podcast. Next week you're going to talk about honey baked hams. Going to visit all the different dams uh, in the country. <laughs> uh, at, come to finals week, you're going to talk about crams. Uh, if we want to put a little, exams, little Catholic spin, little Catholic spin on it, we can talk about the the lamb. Uh, my favorite lambs. My favorite uh, is when I watch Emerald and I watch all of the bams that he does when he cooks. <laughs> Bam. Uh, Spice weasel. 
And you know, oh, did you say cram for finals? Are we going to cram for finals? Yeah, I didn't there? cram. Oh, okay. And then I should have said exams. Exams would be good too. Which would have been yeah, that was a good one. The the param. So folks, if you have any more things, is pretty bad. <laughs> that was dumb. Carry on. So folks, if if folks, if you have any if you have any things that were, rhyme with the word <laughs> the word clams, clam, which is a hey, lot of the words. Week after, That's so many the words. The week after. Wait, the week after clams was the week we talked about sweet potato casserole, otherwise known as yams. That's true. We are and this week we, are we got th- jams. We are three weeks deep into the the clam verse that I've created. Um, <laughs> if you are interested, the cinematic, the cinematic the cinematic clam verse, the auditory experience that is the clam verse. If you are interested in Bro Postle's um, clamtastic ride, um, please <laughs> please donate to my Kickstarter. Is www.kickstarter.com forward slash the clam verse. That's all one you word. Don't, you don't get you don't get auditory giggles like this. So many rhymes. You don't get auditory jokes like this on TV. Let me tell you Try something. Let me tell you something. You're searching for television. some goofs. You're searching for some gags with good Orthodox Catholic background. You're not going to find them anywhere else. Come to the Clamverse. That's it's where we true. got them. Right here. Right here. Open a beer. Open a beer. Or crack some jammers. Your, crack open some jammers and sit down with your Clammers because we've got it going strong here on the Clamverse. Patrick, <laughs> ex- please explain to me why this is art. <laughs> <laughs> I come on the show, I come on the chat, and I'm like, Ethan, today we're going to talk about how what we do is definitely art. And then he... <laughs> and then I do, your and then I, And then I do that for five minutes. And now I, w- I want to, I, first of all, sabotage the podcast as much as possible, and then make Patrick explain why. Why is that art, what we just did? Okay, so it all started... Do you want, do you want me to tell the story? I'm yeah, going to tell the story. Sure. So I'm in a radio production class Woo-hoo-hoo. at my school, Franciscan. And... I did this pro- – we had this problem like, do what radio DJs do um, on, like, top 40 stations or whatever. And you, like, introduce songs and read the news and, like – Oh, the freshest hits. Create a personality. Yeah, like, create a personality that people would listen to. And I did it, and it was super fun. And I think I got an A on the project. We'll see. But um, in keeping – at the time of that project, we went to a radio station in town. And um, the president of the radio station came out to meet us. And um, <clears throat> did he have? Burped. Hopefully, no one heard that. Did he have a secret service agent with him, or like was he just? Kind no, of... he was he was flying solo. But oh, he was wow. he looked like he looked like someone from the '80s that you would expect to own some kind of business in communications. Like he looked like he owned a couple of recording studios or whatever. But definitely not the guy that recorded in them. Just the guy that owned them. So he was your stereotypical entertainment industry guy right and he was talking about how he's worked he's like i've worked in big markets i've worked in small markets and i gotta tell you nothing is nothing is different it's all the same just based on scale and he started talking about how um you have to know how to do a lot of different things if you want to work in radio and i was like that makes sense good news for him i don't know how to do anything (laughs) (laughs) but no like you you know how to edit a show and you know how to kind of host a show and like this this is kind of stuff that we do. But he was talking about how it's great, how radio is great now because you used to have to employ all these people, but now you don't. And I was like, interesting. And he was like, yeah, like <laughs> radio is making so much money now because we don't have to employ as many people. And I'm like, this sounds terrible. Why would I want to join this company? He's like, yeah, like we radio is booming right now. People don't know that. But we went from an operation of 138 to 38. And I'm like, how you laid that, off 100 people? How is that booming? How is that doing good? That's not good. And, and I, I asked we have him, a really, We have a really booming project. operation here. We used to employ 1,000 people. Also, we killed all of them, and we don't have to employ them anymore. 
We are really booming here. Our economy. We're really booming. At capitalisttech.com. I was so scared. I was so scared because he was he was talking about like the value of his of his employees, and I'm like, uh, this is super weird. I was like, so I was having this like existential moment of like, hold on a second, these people have families and they depend on this income, and like you're just cutting them off. He's like, yeah, you think you're in the radio business, but really you're in the communications business, oh, and it doesn't gosh. matter. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Um, I I considered the project that I did. I had a lot of fun doing it, and a lot of it was writing jokes and timing and all this stuff. And it took some skill that wasn't necessarily technical. It was nice. more artistic. Thank you. And I was like, does, can we? Does that can you wait? 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 wait can anymore? you? Can you blast us with some of those jokes right now? Um, I can send you the file and no, you can no, no. splice it into the episode. I, I want you to do it live because if you're you're in the radio business, sometimes you gotta you just gotta do it. Come on, give me. I want those jokes. I don't want to do it live. <laughs> oh, okay, so poor Patrick. I, I don't have it even pulled up right now. That's Just, fine. I'll That's send fine. it to you and splice it in. Keep going. Keep going. Do what you got to do. Now I'm mad again. I'm just kidding. It's fine. Uh, so I was. I asked him, like, so the radio DJs, like, do they do the same stuff that we did? And he was like, no, that really doesn't happen anymore. What we do is we have someone go into the recording studio for like three for like an hour and a half and record six hours of show in an hour and a half. So they record all the intros, all the news breaks and all that stuff, and none of it's live. And I was like, okay, that kind of sucks because live radio is super cool. And it's kind of the only appeal that live radio, that radio has, is that it's a live event that's happening right now. So they're just, the doing, they're just doing a podcast from a radio studio. Exactly. That's what I was saying. And so I was like, it's kind of, it's the art of it is kind of gone and it's been replaced by this mechanical copy paste and all that stuff. And I was like... And it's not even it's not even really DJs anymore that have the that need the skill of hitting a punch or filling time. They can just they just know they have a minute and they can record as many times as they need to, and then it all sounds perfect. And so it's like copy pasted. And so I was like, oh, that he's like, oh yeah, those skills they aren't really necessary anymore. And I was like, okay, that sucks because and that's when I saw the art of what I was doing was being taken away, and I was kind of upset. Do you think that I am being – do you think that I'm overreacting? Okay. So we've gotten finally to the part where I can talk. So now up until you. up until for the for the five minutes that you were talking, no, podcasting is not art. Now that I'm talking, of course podcasting is art if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I'm nice. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I don't think – I think – no, I think it's perfectly reasonable to be frustrated that kind of technology and business – is taking away art. And I think that's something that's not just happening in the radio business. I think it's happening in a lot of places where like, just think about clothes. Like somebody making clothes was an art. It was a skill. It was something that was learned and passed down. And now it's just a machine, you know, or any, any, you can think of any number of things, making food, like think of how much kind of like you can, I'm kind of like conflating art and skill here a little bit. And so I think like we have to be careful about what we talk about because there's some things that are skills and there's things that are that's art. But like I feel like both of those are being taken away from the people and given over to corporations, machines, processes, you know. And I think well, I think it's when evident someone's everywhere. a craftsman when a craftsman makes something it's called artesian, you know, like that that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Like an artesian cheese or cheese and it's artisanal cheese. Oh man! Like someone who has made their lives work to make cheese made that cheese, and that's uh-huh. why it's so expensive. Um, to be fair, a lot of things that are marked art- artisanal are 
made in a factory, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, were you going to, you sound like you were going to say, no, anything. no, 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 no. I mean, I, I guess I was just thinking that like, I'm just kind of thinking out loud about this when it pertains to art specifically, that art is so important. I don't think we realize how much art imp- art is important until you realize like what you don't have when you take away art. Um, mm-hmm. Like I would argue, I mean, even so let's say, let's think about television for a second, right? I would argue that there are shows that are on TV or on Netflix that are art, that are artistic and that, yeah. are, that are good and make you think and that are shot well. And there's good cinematography and there's great acting and great screenplay and great direction and all of these things that, you know, I mean, you can say that for movies too. I'm just talking about TV. Um, and you can you can look at all these things objectively and say, yes, that is art. That's aesthetically pleasing. But then I also think about some television shows. I'm thinking about like kids shows. I'm thinking about the new shows that pop up on Nick and Disney Channel every year that are just formulaic, that are the and same. they're garbage. They're garbage. They're just the same thing every time. Like, can you consider that art? Yeah. You know? And like, because I, I feel can. like a certain aspect of the show and what makes up TV is being taken away because it's it's not being created. It's just a formula that's been pasted on with generic actor yeah. here, generic actress here, laugh track here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that I think that the artistic shows are there in spite of the system, not because of it. And the system drowns out truly art, true artists that want to have their voice heard, um, and they need to find external means like. It, through through the the normal grind of like finding people that are skilled and putting them in like recording studios or or DJ booths or whatever, like we never would have had a radio show through that normal system. But right. because of things like the internet and the cheapness, uh, the lower threshold of entry, we can enter. But then you have the same problem of since the threshold is lower, so much more garbage is getting piled in. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you sift out? Patrick? Yes. Are you can you say that again? You said how do you sift out and then you cut out. Oh, how do you how do you sift out what is art and what isn't? Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Me and my friends were talking about this after mass the other day. And my it was my friend Will. And Will, if you're listening, I love you, but you get so technical. Let's 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 <laughs> be let's be real about these. He's like He's like, there are some things that are art and some things that aren't art. And it was all about like the definition of aesthetics and, you know, what makes art and, you know, it, where's the beauty coming from? And so if something has beauty to one person, it might not have beauty to another person. And, you know, some people might think it's art. Some people might think it's art and all these different things. And um, I think that I think that the definition of art can be very broad because if you find beauty in something that has been created, I think it can be art even if it's not like the intention of the person that made that thing to be art does, you know, Hmm. like, I don't know. I don't, does, does art have to be like willfully and intentionally created? And I don't care if you're listening and you're like looking up something that's like, Oh, this is the definition of art. I don't care. I'm just talking. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want you to send me a DM. Like, can I I do? I, I want your DMS. Can I? So if I see a building that was just made to be functional, if I see it as art, even though the architect did not design that building to be art and it was just, it's like a brutalist type of office building. Yeah. Like what? Even brutalism is art in a way. I'm just thinking like just straight up, just a office building that has nothing to it except windows and a door. 
you know, <laughs> like if I see that as art, can you tell me that I'm wrong? Can you tell me that it's not art? I don't know. And the same goes for anything that you're looking at. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I was, I was walking through a hotel with a seminarian friend of mine. And um, I was looking around and I was like, man, like this is so... Like wasteful i just looked around and i was like this is so unnecessary this uh-huh. is so, like it's just a hotel like what and he he was looking up at the the same vaulted ceilings that i was and he was like it's amazing what mankind can do isn't it and i was like this is two very different approaches to the same thing and i was like okay cool i'm a cynic that's fine i get it and yeah. he's, he's a child like wonder that's fine i can foster that too i'll try my best uh, but yeah i I'm, I'm hesitant to say that some things are art and i'm very willing to say that other things Aren't. I think, I think that when I see something that's manufactured and is copied and pasted and is like, um, I think manufacture is a good word. Mm-hmm. I, when I see something that's manufactured, I don't consider it art. Like the the jacket, the hoodie that I'm wearing, or the shoes that I wear. Like these things aren't art. There might be a skill that goes into making them, or like design. But, like design is an or art. Design, yeah. So if somebody designs a shoe. That's you could say easily say that's art, but then when Nike goes and manufactures that shoe, then all of a sudden it stops becoming art. Why? Yeah, I think, why is that? I think the that case? the creation of the design of the shoe. Yeah, why? I guess why is that? Because there's no way for that art to be represented without the canvas of the shoe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm wearing canvas shoes. I'm deleting. Um, <laughs> deleting the whole podcast. No, that was such a good joke. No. Um. Yeah, maybe the maybe just the the canvas is the manufactured item, and that design is being shown on that medium of your shoe. Uh, yeah, and you might be you might be thinking about this. You you were right. Why? What am I right about? You were right. This is getting way too technical. No, you're getting very. You said, I'll pull this it back. Get really technical. I'm gonna pull it back. So you might be thinking, like like Patrick just said, this is really technical. I don't really care about this. I kind of get your point. Like, what does it mean for me as a person? Kind of maybe in the church or in my life or just kind of anywhere. And I will refer you to other people that know more about this than me, but I'll kind of try and summarize their thoughts. So the Catholic Creatives group and the Catholic Creatives podcast are really focused on this idea of good art is important, good design is important, and art is a skill that has been lost kind of in in the Catholic church in America today, right? Like good art is missing. Like when you see churches that have been built – in the past, you know, since the 90s up to, I don't know, to the 2010. Nowadays, things since are kind of start- further back than the 90s. Further back, honestly. than further back, like I mean, since Vatican II, I'll put I'll put that blanket down. 
Um, now, now churches that are being built that are kind of swinging the other way. But if you look at these, a lot of churches that you go to, there is not good art in them. There's just not like, it's very bland. The design doesn't point your thoughts towards God. Um, it's, it's just, it's not awe inspiring. It's not wonder inducing. It's, it's nothing. It's just, it's just bland. It's boring. And so the whole idea behind, you know, bringing back a focus on art and design is if you think about what art is, you think about what art means and how it points us towards God, then that means that we think about that in kind of any, every aspect. Um, David Calavita, who works for Life Teen, has this phrase where he says, you know, you, we can't just put a bird on it, which is people, you know, people try to make designs for the church and they're like, how can we make this more Catholic? And they literally slap a clip art bird on it to represent the Holy Spirit. Like think of how many times you've seen that done just on a bulletin or whatever, you know, that's not art. That's you're manufacturing something to try and make it more Catholic. And so there's this call for creators and artists and everything to kind of come out of the woodwork and maybe step out of the secular world where, I mean, they're much more open to, despite it's kind of a weird contradiction because we talk all about how the secular world is trying to manufacture and copy and paste, but they're also very open and receptive to good art, you know, which I think is just a very interesting parallel. And the church is not necessarily the case. Like you sometimes have to fight tooth and nail to get beautiful stained glass, beautiful paintings, beautiful statues in a Catholic church today, which is just crazy to me. I, when you were talking about um, bad art in churches, I was wondering like, why, why is it that a, an ugly statue of Mary repulses me, but not like, or like not an ugly statue, like a generic statue of Mary. Like this is just super generic. This Uh is like, it's, it could literally be any woman with a veil on. Right. Versus like a generic shoe. Like why does a generic shoe not like repulse me in the same way? And I think it's because. Because the shoe doesn't mean anything. yeah, the the shoe isn't trying to capture any kind of truth mm-hmm. in it. It's just it's just a shoe. It's trying to capture the nature of what a shoe is, and it does that because it's just a shoe. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like but when when you're trying to when you're trying to encapsulate the beauty that is Our Lady or the beauty that is the truth of Catholicism or the crucifixion or any of these things, um, you you do the thing itself a disservice if you do it in a in a bland and normal way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that people that are producing content quote unquote or people that are creating things that are about catholicism need to be held to almost a higher standard oh definitely then like not even i don't even question that i think it's for sure you have to be held to a higher standard like if you Mm -hmm. that catholic couple i'm just going to keep referring to all these different people that have talked about this because i love listening to things about (laughs) this like that catholic couple and catching foxes or that catholic couple went on catching foxes and talked about this and uh tcc have also talked about it on their youtube channel and everything but they like you if they if TCC makes a blog or a vlog, then it has to be as good or better than a vlog that Casey Neistat does just straight up because they're saying that we are Catholic and this is what we are doing. And you're going to be put under more scrutiny, more harshness, because if you fail to live up to kind of the 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 the, the I don't know, the the church like if you fail to live up to what the church teaches and about you know beauty and aesthetics and everything like if you make something this daniel gets daniel glaze gets super mad about bad youtube channels because if it's bad if it's a bad use of the medium if it's bad 
content, if it's a bad message, and anything, if any any of this, and it tries to be Catholic. I did air quotes there, but you can't see it because I'm talking into a microphone. But <laughs> then it's then it's failed, then it's failing, and it's actually doing a disservice to the church rather than a service to the church. And so I think art, like the greatest artists ever in history, were all all did work for the church. You know, Michelangelo, yeah, Raphael. Donatello and Leonardo, all my boys that did great work for the Catholic Church in the sewers of New York City, fighting crime, beating Shredder, and painting some sick frescoes. <laughs> that was good. That all was a good boy. That was artist. That was art. That was an artisanal joke. Thank you. Um, but do you know? Do you know yeah, what I mean? I, though, I, like, does yeah, that truth make sense? just isn't enough. And it's like I, I know. I know all my. A lot of people shudder at that. That idea that just truth is not enough it's truth beauty and, and that, goodness that, there's three and i think there's even like that that dostoevsky quote that's like beauty will save the world i don't even think i was thinking about it the other day i'm like beauty won't save the world love <laughs> saved the world it's a very if beauty, like, I, if beauty were enough to save the world then just a picture of my face plastered on every street corner <laughs> that would actually that would make it worse that would not help in any way kind of because I was, I, I, this is kind of a tangent, but also not really. Because I, I just don't want us to say that beauty is going to change the world. Um, because I was at a really gorgeous church um, a few months ago, and oh my gosh, I walked into this church and I felt like I stepped back in time to like to the height of Gothic architecture. I was so taken away by this church. It had this small little chamber off to the side with the pietta. Pieta, whatever, in in this like rotunda, and it was like these rotunda. candles up to the, rotunda. Can we talk the about the artistry of the word the, rotunda? Rotunda, rotunda. And then the back of the church, okay. where the altar faced, was this huge mosaic of Our Lady of Sorrows, and it was just breathtaking. And the entire the entire church looked ancient and new at the same time, and it just it was it was astounding. And then I went to mass there, and oh my gosh. The people there, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. They were just so not caring. They showed up wearing like, wearing like shorts, and it was like the winter time. And I'm like, why are you wearing shorts? And, um, and like I, they just seemed so disinterested. And and I, the youth minister that were podcast, and like, just heads up. She asked me to shout her out, and <laughs> I didn't mean to do it like this, but she understands. Um, this is not reflective of her entire parish, but. I, I just couldn't help but think, like, man, it's this beautiful church. People always talk about how beautiful churches are going to change Catholicism. They won't. Yep. Um, they need to exist because we need to reflect the beauty and truth that is in Christ. But we need something more than just beauty and art itself to save the world. Yeah, it has to be a combo effort. Like, you can have, you can have a church. The Wombo combo. The Wombo combo. That ain't Falco. Um, you can have a church that is utterly bland and boring and badly designed with no good art but if you have strong community if you have a priest that teach truth and you have strong prayer and tithing and all of these things in this church community then it's going to thrive and it's going to bring people in regardless of what the the church looks like right but on the other hand if you have a beautiful church that points towards the beauty of god that can never hurt you know so it's like ideally those things work in tandem, but unfortunately that's just not the reality. You know, you can have a beautiful church and a priest that just te- preaches heresy and no good community and anything, and it will drive people away. 
So I don't know. Like I don't know the I don't know the answer to anything, and I know that you say that a lot in this podcast. But these are just like it's tricky because it's art is subjective by nature, but you can say that there are things about art that are objectively bad, which is just like it. Oh gosh, it goes so deep. And I think when you're when you're Catholic and you're talking about Catholic art, then it gets even more objective because we literally have. 2000 years of w- what good and bad Christian art looks like to kind of weigh ourselves yeah. against. Like if I, if I wanted to say, Oh, how do I know that I'm making a good Catholic podcast? Then I would go back and I'd be like, Oh, what did mother Angelica do on the radio? Okay. Um, not that good. You know, like, do you know what I mean? That's, that's what we have to compare ourselves to is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh man. Is. Speaking of EWTN, I, did you land a hit deal with the, them yet? Uh, Can we be on TV? I want to do a sitcom. I I I posted I posted on catching or I commented on catching Fox's Patreon post about Matt Frad becoming a free agent, and I was like, "Hey, that's crazy! I'm also unemployed." And they were like, "You got to get picked up by EWTN." I think I said that, but yeah, that was think, that's my goal. Do you think we could? Um, it's not my goal. That's my. Goal. I I don't I don't I I think we the, could. The Catholic Channel is so much. I think the Catholic Channel is just is cool. I think I'd I'd like to I'd like to have Lino Rally Lino Rally on the show. Lino Rally. Cool. I think it's Lino. Lino. Coincidentally, coincidentally enough, I've only ever seen his name in writing. I've never heard it like over the air or something. But I was I was watching the canonization mass of Blessed Stanley Rother, mm-hmm. and uh, they the title screen at the bottom the titles at the bottom of the screen were in the Calibri font. <laughs> <laughs> the default the, the default Microsoft Word font and I was like, We painted the Sistine Chapel and you just slapped Calibri on a national broadcast. This is a I I was I was Ariel Bold ride or die. <laughs> everyone in the everyone in the room with me was like, Patrick, this isn't that big of a deal. I'm like, no, it's, it's a huge it's deal. Kind you of don't a big understand. Deal. You can't even make your own darn font. <laughs> the saint deserves his own font. The blessed Stanley Rother font. Yes, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't have much else to say on this topic other than go and listen to the other people that have talked about these things uh, that are not us. I'll, I'm going to drop everything that I talked about in the uh, description for this episode. Um, Sounds good. And definitely, like, if this piques your interest and if you're, like, you're passionate about this, do some more research. Talk to some people in your communities and really try to get something going. Like if you think that you have good art that you can contribute to the church, then find a way to do it because the church is in desperate need of good art. Um, we try to Marifica, the Vatican II document on communication. It's only eight pages long. We try to do that here on the crunch. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes we fail. A lot of times we fail, but we really do. Like if ever, if it ever got to a point where we thought, Oh, uh, we're making bad art and it's making the church worse then we would, not do it you know so we would stop we would stop so please tell us if we're doing bad thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right good episode hey thanks thanks for thanks for bringing up the topic of art you got it I will I will try to come up with more topics because I feel like the last eight topics have just been you texting me. Um, hey, I have a topic, by the way. And I'm like, oh, last sick. eight, last 62, somewhere around there. Hey, wait a second. We've only had 63 episodes. Oh, hey, that was the joke. Boom. Okay. Uh, 
do you i'm gonna i'm gonna search for crunch of the week if anybody has dropped a new review in itunes which i hope they have since last week do you want to tell them where they can find us and why they should donate to our patreon yes absolutely this episode has been brought to you today by ourselves you can follow ethan on (laughs) twitter (laughs) twitter at Propostle Patrick, me, that's me, at Catholic Pat on Instagram, Ethan St- at Ethan Stevie or at Patrick Nevy, I, 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 that's Patrick Nevy the third. Uh, you can follow us on face, like us, I don't think, I don't know, on Facebook at facebook.com slash the crunch cast. You can find our Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch and the recently revamped Patreon, folks. Yes, that's right. We have recently revamped our Patreon, and by we, I mean me. Uh, you can now donate five dollars a month and be a part of a super special group that gets to first of all listen to our bonus podcasts which are available to all patreon supporters but you'll also get a sneak preview in all special projects that ethan and i are going to be doing in the upcoming years of our lives we're going to put special exclusive content there um if you have not seen the video that i posted on facebook uh when this is posted it'll have been Two days ago. If you have not seen our recent video I posted on Facebook, check that out. It explains more there. Give it a like. Give it a share. Now, Ethan, take it away with Crunch so of the Week. So there are no new Crunch of the Weeks. Um, so I'm just going to I'm gonna drop in okay. my own little nugget of knowledge. Um, I think dogs should be able to vote. Listen. That's, your, that's the Crunch <laughs> of the Week. <laughs> so if you don't want to. You should wanna, also leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> if you should leave us a review on iTunes so I don't have to come up with crap like that every week. Um yeah that's it i'm yeah. assuming that you got everything uh sounds like you did you say uh so. you can call us um if you want to leave us a voicemail if you want to drop us a message for the monthly mailbag which we do uh every month that number is 785-251-3989 that's 785-251-3989 and you can Leave us a message, ask us a question, give us a topic to talk about if there's something that we haven't hit that you want us to talk about, or maybe clarify more from one of our previous episodes. You can also send an email to Ethan at the Crunchcast.com, Patrick at the Crunchcast.com with the subject line monthly mailbag. Um, and that will do go to the same the same episode every month. So that's it for that. I don't have any. Do you think people else. listen to this part of the podcast? I think well, i d I've realized that. When I listen to podcasts and it gets to the very end like this, I just I skip through it until the very end and then yeah. and then it closes. Yeah. But for those of you that have never listened before and you're still listening, I love you. I love that you're this here is crazy. right now. This is so good. We should we should leave bonus material at the end. This is secret the, bonus. This material. is it. This is the secret bonus material. I know that's the best part. You like just, we're talking about it, and it's happening right now. You just got all ten mini kits, and you you know exactly what's going down right now. You've unlocked. You are a true Jedi. You're a true Jedi. You're congratulations. That was a deep. That was a deep Lego Star Wars cut. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Super excited for Episode Seven Lego Star Wars. I will play it. I am twenty, and I will play that game. Atta boy, Patrick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to our um, art cast. We appreciate it. We hope you got something out of it. Um, If you have any questions, let us know. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.